Blog Talk Radio. You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose of the church is soul business, not big business. I don't know about you, but I would rather have nothing and know Jesus than to have everything and not know Jesus. You need to confess it today. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black from Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon. Do you know Jesus? Did you know he could live in your heart if you invite him in? the next song you hear prepare to be blessed of the Lord prepare for a move of Holy Spirit prepare to know Jesus in your heart Hi. 
Good evening, and welcome to the Light of Portland. I am your host, Pastor Kimberly Black. It is an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure to be able to worship with you on tonight as we come together to magnify the name of our Lord. This is the day that he has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. The Bible tells us to give thanks unto him, for he is good, his mercy is everlasting, his truth endures unto all generations. And every now and then I just have to remind myself to bless the Lord and, and bless him with all that is within me and bless his holy name, for he is good all the time. I want to greet you tonight in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So honored that you chose to worship with us tonight on this fourth Sunday in March as we are preparing for Holy Week. And I know many of us have been uh, in Lent season and we've given up some things and we've tried to do away with some things so that we can be better servants for the Lord, so that our light can shine brighter and our taste, our salt can have that bam taste it's supposed to have. And so I just thank God that you are with us on tonight. Uh, we want to give honor to whom honor is due. We and Butterfield, we truly thank God for them uh, allowing us to be able to share on this platform with them every Sunday night where we can come together and bring to you the light of Portland. also want to thank God for my pastor friend, my sister girl, Pastor Sherelle Pennington, and I just truly thank God for her tonight, and the woman of God will be bringing the word to us tonight, so I hope that you get ready. Call somebody, tell somebody to get on the line, because we are here with the light of Portland. We want to give a thank you and um, just a special um, God bless you to all the men and women that preach on the light of Portland. It's not just Pastor Sherelle and it's not just Pastor Black, but there are so many men and women that give up their time um, to give us a word week after week. And I don't know about you, but I, I have been blessed by hearing the preaching and the teaching of men and women like Pastor Pamela Laws, um, Bishop Tyrone Washington, um, Elder Ketty Copeland, and to Elder Bruce Mitchell, Lady Beth Schreiber, um, Elder Kathy Miniweather, Elder Demetrius Beavers, Pastor J.W. Friday, Elder James Wooten, Elder Catherine Brown. These men and women share the gospel with us, and I am so grateful to God that they share their time to preach and, and teach us what thus saith the Lord. Uh, tonight I want to read again First uh, Chronicles 29. And I'm reading this again to help us as we go through the week to remember the sovereignty of God. God is in control of everything that is going on in the, in the world, in the nation, and in our city, and our state, on our blocks, families, in our churches, on our jobs. God is still in control, and no matter what it may look like, he's going to win. He's going to prevail. Everything that has a beginning has an end. And I'm reading this passage of scripture tonight before we go into prayer. 
so that we would be reminded of our purpose here on earth. I don't know what you're going through tonight. I don't know what you're going to go through tomorrow, this week, next week, next month. But I do know that the word of God keeps us in perfect peace, and the word of God gives us strength, hope, and courage. And all we are to do is to give him the highest praise. And First Chronicles 29 does that. We're going to read the scripture. We're going to pray, have a song of preparation, and then I'm going to yield the call over to Pastor Sherelle, who will be bringing the word of God to us on tonight. This is David's Psalms to God. And starting at verse 10, wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord. And thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thy hand is power and might. And in thy hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace tonight. Thank you for the reading of your word. Thank you for the hearers of your word. And God, I thank you for those who are going to give you a yet praise. Those who say, I'm going to praise the Lord in the good times. I'm going to praise the Lord in the bad times. For those who say, I'm going to praise the Lord even when I don't understand everything that's happening, all the news that's going on. I, 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 I'm I going to give God praise. And so, Father, tonight we, your handmade servants, we exalt you. We lift you up and we glorify you. We bless your name, Father God, because your name is great. Your name is mighty. Your name is powerful. There's healing in your name. There's deliverance in your name. And when we call on the name of Jesus, we we know that demons tremble. And so, Father, as we lift you up tonight, as we praise you, we call on your name, Jesus. We need, Lord God, the demons in the earth realm to tremble and to run and hide. And allow this nation, and this city, and your people to experience the peace of God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise tonight because you are good. Father God, you are so loving and you are so kind. We come before an all-wise God tonight asking that you would forgive us of all of our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You are Faithful, you are just, oh God, to forgive us. 
and redeem us. You call us friend tonight. You love us tonight with an everlasting love. And tonight we pour our praise on you, Lord God. We lift you up, Lord, because we know your word says that if you be lifted up, you would draw all men unto yourself. And so, God, we lift you up tonight because we need you, Lord God. We need you, Lord. We need you more tonight than we've ever needed you before. Think about all the turmoil that has affected this city in the last three days. God, I know that we need you tonight. There's been shootings in broad daylight. Three people killed. Man found dead in Gresham. Shooting close in the neighborhood. Oh, God, we need you tonight to heal the land. I know that it's not only in Portland, Oregon, but I know, oh, God, it's all over. Because as we read, see, we are living in perilous times. There's wars and rumors of war. There's phantom and disease. Mothers are against daughters and fathers are against sons. Oh, God, men are lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. We need you tonight, Lord Jesus, like never before. We ask, oh, God, that you would stretch forth your mighty hand right now, oh, God. Touch your children everywhere. Give them strength, oh, God. Give them peace, patience, and understanding, oh, God, to trust and obey your word. And to lead not into our own understanding, but in all our ways, Father, help us to acknowledge you. Oh, God, we pray for those that are plotting evil tonight. We plead the blood of Jesus against their evil thoughts. We ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would arrest that thought of murder, that thought of molestation, that thought of kidnapping. We ask that you would arrest that thought, oh God, of harming people because of their race or their gender. We plead the blood of Jesus now, and we declare and decree that you are great and that you are mighty, oh God. Nothing is too hard for you, Jesus. God, you heal and you deliver. You save and you set free. And we read in your word that Job said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. And we will bless the name of the Lord. Bless the family of the young lady and her daughter who was found dead on Friday, Lord God. Touch her family. Touch grandparents. Touch the aunts and the uncles. Touch the children that the little six-year-old went to school with, oh, God. This whole community grieving with pain. But we won't forget. First Chronicles 29. We won't forget your sovereignty. You are a sovereign God. You are the greatest thing that has ever happened to us. You have all power and all glory 
victory, majesty belongs to you. We just ask, Father God, that you would comfort, that you would heal, and that you would deliver. We know that stuff that's going on in Russia, Ukraine, and China, and Syria, Palestine. God, we know that that stuff is happening in the White House. We see you moving in Mississippi on you. Places that have never had so much rain and snow are experiencing it like crazy, like never before. Tornado came through Mississippi, lasted for hours. They're still finding bodies. Father, we ask that you would have mercy on your people. And, Lord, we need you tonight. We know you're already there. You're in the hospitals. You're in the convalescent homes. You're in. You're behind prison walls. We ask that you would show yourself strong, show yourself mighty, that your sons and your daughters would begin to rejoice and cry out and pray and seek your face because your word says, it's my people which are called by my name would humble themselves and pray. Seek your face and turn from their wicked ways. You said you would hear from heaven and you would heal the land. God, we need you tonight to heal the land, Lord. Father, we we come and we pray for all those who have lost their way, all of those who have not. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus that you, oh God, would deliver them from the hand of the enemy. We pray, oh God, that they would confess you as their Lord and Savior, and that they, oh God, would be now, tonight, believe in their heart, this morning, wherever they are, whatever time it is, God, that they would confess you as Christ and believe in their heart and open up their mouth and say, I know I serve a risen Savior, and he's in the world today. Bless those that are not saved. Bless those that are houseless. Be with our president and our vice president. Touch Pastor Sherelle tonight as she proclaims your word. Give her a word tonight, God, that's going to shake the foundation of where we are right now. And, God, we give you all praise, glory, and honor. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Thank God and amen. You deserve my worship You deserve my praise Thank you, Jesus Adoration and glory It belongs to you Yes, you do, Lord. You deserve my praise. Adoration and glory belongs to you always. When I think of the goodness of Jesus,
my worship, and you deserve my praise. Adoration and glory belong to you always. Good evening, good evening, and good evening. Thank you so very much for tuning into the Light of Portland broadcast. And I just want to make mention of my location right now. I'm currently in Cancun, Mexico, um, on vacation. And so uh, uh, if you hear a little music in the background or if you hear some noise on the other side, it's because I'm not in a completely quiet location. But God still has a word for the people of God, and I am so grateful to be with Pastor Kimberly Black and the Blog Talk Radio family. I am so honored to be with you and to be able to present the word of God for the people of God. I am honored to be able to pray, to exalt and magnify the holy name of God. I am grateful that God is good and that his mercy endures forever and that his truth 
endures through all generation. I am elated that God called my name and said that he desired to allow me to wake up, to keep me in my right mind, and to use me for the upbuilding of his kingdom. And so I just want to take the time. I know that prayer has went forth, but I just want to take the time for a moment to exalt and magnify the Lord God in prayer. And while I am doing that, I it is three. Uh, And I will begin reading at verse number, I believe it is nine. And so while you are turning there, let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening to give you glory, honor, and praise, to exalt and magnify your holy name, to lift you up, to call you King, Lord, and Savior, to magnify you, Lord, to ask you, Lord God, to have compassion on your people, to have compassion for those of us, oh God, that trying to love and serve you, and compassion on those that have not yet known to call upon your name, Lord God. There are shootings everywhere, Lord God. There is sickness everywhere, Lord God. There is famine everywhere, Lord God. There is uh, homelessness everywhere, Lord God. There is prostitution and trafficking everywhere, Lord God. If we ever needed you, Lord, we need you right now. And I pray, oh God, that you would have your way in each and every one that is on this line, oh God, and use us, oh God, to save those that need to be directed to you. We can't save anybody, oh God, but we can direct them unto you, Father. And I just pray that you would use each and every one of us mightily. Take away our fear, our doubt, oh God, and allow us, oh God, to step boldly in what you've called for each and every one of us to do. In the name of Christ Jesus, we pray amen, amen, and amen. Honoring uh, uh, the bishop-elect, uh, Butterfield, Ann and Stephen Butterfield, I am grateful that you still allow us to use this platform and to Archbishop Ruth W. Smith and to Bishop Francis Mills and to every one of you, not that you need a title because God called your name. I want to just give glory and honor to each and every one of you. The word of God uh, reads in Exodus 9, Sorry, in Exodus 3, verse 9 says, Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel hath come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out. But Moses said to God in verse number 11, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you, says God, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Verse number 13, then Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and I say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, 
And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them, says Moses? And my scripture for this evening, and God, verse 14, and God said to Moses, I am who I am, period. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you, period. And also for your reading, scripture, 1 Corinthians 1 and 10 says, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no division among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And if I have to give a title to this message this evening that I want to make extremely short, it would be period. Not a period of time, not a period uh, in transition, not a period in, in, in a flow, but the, 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 the symbol or in your English language, a period that goes at the end of a sentence. The title of my message is period. Now, I just wanted to give you a little brief information. I, I read to you 1 Corinthians uh, 1 and 10, and, and in Corinth was the most important city in Greece during Paul's day. It was the bustling hub of worldwide commerce. It was degraded cultures and idolatrous living. Paul founded the church in Corinth in Acts 18, 1 through 17. And two of his writings or books are letters addressed to the church of God, which is at Corinth. 1 Corinthians reveals the problems the pressures and the struggles of a church called out of a pagan society. Uh, Corinthians uh, uh, was a church that was built right in the midst of the mess, right in the midst of all that was going on, all the chaos, the pagan uh, uh, religions and everything that was happening in Corinth, God still placed his word. Paul addresses a variety of problems in the lifestyle of the, of the Corinthian church because when they were surrounded from by all, all, all of the chaos and all the uh, pressures and all of the pagan society around them, things begin to not look like the church. And so Paul wrote and addressed them with a variety of problems in their lifestyle. He addressed their factions. He addressed their lawsuits, them suing one another. He addressed their immoralities. He addressed their questionable practices. He addressed their abuse of the Lord's Supper and the spiritual gifts. In addition to the words of the disciple, Paul shares words of counsel in answer to the question raised by the Corinthian church. In 1 Corinthians 1 and 10, Paul pleads with the saints of the church of Corinth. 
because word had gotten back to him that there was contention among them. They were family and they were feuding and they were feuding like they weren't family. They had developed cliques in the church. Some say they that they were of Paul and some said they were of Apollos and some said they were of Christ, but Paul got upset with them and said, is Christ divided? Paul asked them, was the crucifixion for them or were they baptized in the name of Paul? Paul gets so upset with them that he tells them that he is glad that he didn't even baptize any of them that he didn't put his hands on any of them. Now, I just want you to take some time and think about people in your life that call upon the Lord or say that they call upon the Lord and think about the things that you see them do and say and behaviors that you see them acting and, and, and ask yourself if God is pleased. And, and Paul goes forward and says that Jesus didn't send him to baptize any of them, that he sent him to preach the gospel. Paul pleads with them for three things. And saints of God, I need you to uh, take some notes because we need this as the body of Christ. So he gives them and pleads for them for three things. And the first one is he says that we as the body of Christ, need to speak the same thing. In 1 Corinthians 2 and 1, it says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellent speech or wisdom, declaring you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and his crucifixion. We all, as the body of Christ, should be declaring and preaching that Jesus died for those that are lost, that Jesus came that we might be saved, that Jesus doesn't care what mess you find you're in and what lifestyle you're living. He doesn't care that you're in a gang and you're choosing colors. He doesn't care that you're prostituting. He doesn't care that you're homeless. That He doesn't care that you have called upon other gods as your God. All he cares about is that you turn from your wicked ways and you now confess Jesus Christ. And 1 Corinthians 1 and 18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So our second thing that we need to be saying the same is the word of God and the power of God and the power of, of, of the salvation that Jesus gave to us. We need to declare and decree that whatever comes out of our mouth under the blood of Jesus shall be done in Jesus' name. We all need to speak what thus saith the Lord without wavering, without doubt, without confusion. We all need to be about our Father's business, speaking the same things, seeing the same things, talking the same things, having no division among us. Point two. 
In 2 Corinthians 2, 12 through 13, it says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world. Saints of God, we have not given you, God has not given you the spirit of the world, but he's given you the spirit who is it from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Know that he desires that you be prosperous and blessed above all things, even as your soul prospers. Verse 13 says, these things we also speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spirituality. God doesn't want you to be spiritual. He, God wants you to have a relationship with Holy Spirit, and that divine spirit resides on the inside of you. There's a lot of people out there that claim they're spiritual but don't know the Holy Spirit and doesn't have him dwelling on the inside. But if each and every one of us as the children of God gravitate to the spirit of the true and living God and allow him to dwell within us, there is no good thing that he'll withhold from us. Not even that, he'll allow us to be used to help others get to that place of no good thing being withheld. Not only that, he'll allow us to bring the drug dealers out from dealing drugs. He'll allow us to bring the the homosexual out of being homosexual. He will allow us to bring the those that are shacking and, and doing that stuff that God is not pleased with out of those situations. He'll allow us to take the guns from those that declare that they're part of gangs and remove them from them. If we declare the spirit of the living God and allow that spirit to dwell on the inside of us, all of us would speak the same thing. And there would be no division among us. My point number three, God desires that we be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Second Corinthians two fourteen through sixteen says, But the norm the natural man does not receive the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them or even understand, because they are spiritually discerned. Verse 15, but he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Thanks to God. See, when we see someone enter the church building that might be smelling like alcohol, that might be dressed what we deem to be inappropriate, who might be weaving and, and waving and acting a little bit strange, we, uh, as the children of God that declares the Lord of the God, our God that has the spirit of God residing on the inside of us, would all at the same time come to the same conclusion, the same judgment, and that would be, Let us love one another. Let us love on my sister and brother. Let us engraft you in and show you how much love God has for you in the present state that you are in. 
See, there should be no division, and there should be no difference in the ministry and how the church down the street and the church around the corner and the church up the road and the church underneath the street operates. Every one of us should be operating on the same level, and that level is operating in Holy Spirit and loving those that don't know how to love themselves. We of the children of God must know and proclaim God and God alone. For God says in Exodus 3.14, I am that I am, period. A period at the end of a sentence means that the sentence is a declaration. A declaration is a formal or explicit statement or God announced to Moses that I am. God announced and declared to Moses that he is. God declared or announced himself to those who believe in him. He declared himself to be the I am that I am, and he declared it with a period. He declared himself to be the deliverer for the children of Israel from Egypt. He declared himself to have dominion over all things, the creator of all things. He declared himself that his eternal nature, no, no beginning and no end. He declared himself by saying it twice that his name is I am that I am, and saying it twice means Yahweh, his name forever. He declares that he is. Period. He declares his he's really real. The ultimate reality, and all reality is according to his will. Absolute. Period. His declaration, I am. Period. Speaks to his omnipotence. It speaks to his omnipresence. It speaks to his omniscience. He's everywhere, all the time. And there is nothing that he doesn't see or know. God's declaration is our message. God's declaration is our message. Yahweh, the God, Jesus, the God, Holy Spirit, the God declares that he is and that he is the message continually to confound the wise. Because those that don't understand that God is, was, and will be, it doesn't make sense to them. In 1 Corinthians 1.30, it says, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. Jesus became your righteousness, period. Jesus became your sanctification, period. Jesus became your redemption, period. So there is nothing that you can't do. There is nowhere that you can go. There is no wrong that you can have committed that God won't redeem and fill you with his presence, period. We are because he is. We can be, we can because he did. 
period. We live because he died, period. We have because he gave, period. We win because he fought the battle, period. So let us be joined together with no division. Let us speak the same thing, period, the death the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let us declare that God is the God above every other God. There is none before him. There will be none after him. That God, all he wants is for you to love him and to serve him and to come into the fold and be part of his children, period. All God wants from you, 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 and you is to declare that God is and that God will and that God can and that God is able to do all things, period. There is no wearing, there is no doubt, there is no confusion. God just is. And for those of you that haven't accepted him, as your Lord and Savior, that those of you that don't know that God is, period. And it's so funny that God tells Moses to say, I am that I am, period. Declare, I am that I am, period. And I want each and every one of you on the line to repeat after me. I am that I am, period. Do it again. I am that I am, Period. One more time. I am that I am. Period. Why do you think Jesus God told Moses to say I am? Because he needed Moses to declare to himself that I am all that God calls me to be. I am with God. I am his child. I am able to do all things through him. I am that I am with him. I am the child of God. And I need for you to stand up and be your I am. Whenever you need something from God, don't say, Jesus, please, please, please. Say, I am that I am and declare that which you need God to do for you. Because he said he will be all that you need whenever you need it. Declare your I am. In Jesus' name, blessings and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What an awesome word on tonight, Pastor Sherelle, period. Thank you so much for that word tonight and for reminding us who we are, period. I am. I am the greatness of God. I am. Truly, I hope you've been blessed by the word of tonight. I hope something has been said that will cause your love relationship with the Lord to grow, to be intensified, that your faith be increased, and that your desire to be with him has been um, tonight. My heart is overjoyed. My heart is overjoyed. Thank you, Pastor, for that word on tonight. May you continue to enjoy the rest of your vacation. Thank you for um, taking out some time to share with the light of Portland, all the way from Cancun. We are so grateful. We are so blessed. My brothers and sisters, it's our time to say goodnight for this Sunday.
We hope and pray. I'm getting text messages, Pastor Sherelle. Amen, amen. Glory to God. Thank God for the word tonight. Everyone is in agreement. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're just truly grateful tonight for all of you that have been listening and texting me your amen corner. We had a amen corner in the building tonight. So thank you again for that word. May you be blessed. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. And may the peace of God rest, rule, and abide with our within our hearts and our minds as we go throughout this week. Let this song be your anthem for this week. Be blessed, but I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.